Tuesday, January 15th on The CW from the executive producer of The Vampire Diaries and The Originals comes the incredible story about making contact. Get ready for the highly anticipated arrival of the new series Roswell, New Mexico, when Liz Ortega returns to her sleepy, legendary hometown of Roswell, where she's reunited with high school crush Max Evans, small-town cop with an extraordinary secret. Drawn together as if by some unforeseen force of attraction, Max reveals to Liz that he's an alien who fell to Earth during the infamous UFO crash of 1947. From another world, he and his brother and sister have lived their entire lives in secret, never telling a soul the truth about what they are or the mind-blowing powers they each possess. When Max's family finally finds out that he has broken their vow of secrecy, events are set in motion that will rock the entire town of Roswell to its core. Don't miss the unbelievable new series, Roswell, New Mexico, Tuesday, January 15th, only on The CW. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you, our special guest for the next couple hours, Mark Lerner. Mark began his astrological studies in New York City back in June of 72. Mark's Earth Aquarius News website represents a merging of astrological wisdom and late-breaking reporting, and he is with us now on Coast to Coast. Welcome back, Mr. Lerner. How are you, sir? Oh, thank you, George. Great to be here. Appreciate it. All right, so what do the planets look like for the next few months? By the way, we now have a new website, Great, Great Bear Enterprises. Okay, I Great love Bear it. We'll, we'll link that up for you. Yeah, I think it's up there. Um, so I've got a lot to, uh, to offer to the listeners, and I've got a, actually a couple of things I'd like to put out there. As I, I call them observations rather than prognostications, but do you want me to, to bring up any of them at the beginning here? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Okay, well... Um, and these we can just go back and forth on if you're interested. There's the total lunar eclipse. Everybody's been sort of tuning into it. It's on January 21st. That's only 11 days from now. And they're calling it the blood or wolf full moon because it's at perigee where the moon is closest to the Earth and mm-hmm. it's very powerful. Well, I've just put up a story on Great Bear Enterprises in our what's called Astroflash because this whole thing about the national emergency, this is actually from a cosmic standpoint, the near-term national emergency, because it's extremely powerful, and people often can't handle total lunar eclipses. In fact, the president is born exactly at a total lunar eclipse, which is very interesting, back in 1946. So um, I sort of talk about that in this particular article about how we really need to all get together, kind of more brotherhood, sisterhood, and supporting everybody, because there's a lot of shall we say, lunacy. Yeah, yeah. isn't that the truth? Well, you know, and particularly during any full moon, any kind, but this one's a real powerhouse. Now, a couple other things, real brief, and I think you'll find these pretty interesting. Um, I think one of the most important persons in 2019 will be Chief Justice John Roberts. Um, Because of what's happened back in um, when Nixon had to hand over the tapes and when Clinton Mm -hmm. couldn't get what he wanted, we now have the John Roberts Supreme Court, and of course, John Roberts and the President have already clashed. And I do believe that, uh, this is just my opinion, that one time, I'm not saying many times, but in one ruling, the Supreme Court under Roberts, kind of when, you know, Board of Education kind of deal, uh, where they all have to group together to say something uh, as the third part of the government. And I do believe that in the spring into the summer, 
um, John Roberts, whose birth chart we know. I mean, we don't know his time, but he is a sun sign Aquarius. He has a very powerful chart. Will become a big player with what we might call the constitutional crisis, and also the United States birth chart that most astrologers use for July fourth, seventeen seventy six, when we explode our fireworks. There's a big what we call a progress cycle that very few people might be focused on that also is supporting the idea of this long-expected constitutional crisis. There are a couple other things. Um, one other thing about President Trump, he's at the end of a long astrology cycle of 30 years. So this is part of the reason why he's feeling a lot of gloom and worry and stress. And that kind of trough of that wave hits this summer. So I think what we're seeing now is kind of uh, alarming things. He's normally the supreme, you know, optimist, winning everything. You know, it's going to be huge and great. Yeah, and it's, it's, we're, he's, we're he's seeing, not feeling that right yeah, now, he's is not he? Not feeling that way because astrologically there are these forces, and we do know his birth time. Whereas a lot of other presidents, we didn't know their times of birth. We didn't know for sure Hillary Clinton's time, whether she was morning or night. And Donald Trump, his birth time has been known for like decades, and we have an exact time for him. The the one other thing to bring up in this context is the next presidential inauguration, which is only two years away now. That's it. I know. It's 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 crazy how fast things are going, isn't it? There's an enormous amount of stress. We've talked before on the program here about what is called the void moon. Void moons happen every couple of days with the moon, and often those are not necessarily enormously significant. It's a couple of hours at most a day when the moon is sort of at the tail end of a sign. But when it happens at a presidential inauguration, which doesn't happen all the time, then the presidency itself and what happens in the four years thereafter is very controversial and very difficult. And at the next one, we not only have a void moon, but we also have Mars and Uranus together in the sky and several other, shall we say, contentious alignments. So I think the people running, all those Democrats and whoever, whether it's Trump or Pence or both of them again, um, you have to ask the question, who who really wants to be president (laughs) during the next four years? You always wonder that, especially, you know, if you've made so much money in your life, why go through the aggravation and the grief, huh? Unless it's just (laughs) ego and power. Who knows? Well, and it's interesting, because speaking to you, where I know you're a strong Gemini influence, and I see you as and you know from your book and all your work and on TV um you know which where gemini can be very enlightening enlightening as the first air sign the president is a gemini sun the vice president has the sun and moon in gemini but if and when gemini is not necessarily cranked up to its optimum then the the idea like that you have broached in your in your work particularly as a light worker it, it's not Unfortunately, I don't see the the presidency and the vice presidency as kind of universally accepted. Let's put it this way. I mean, there's a strong... They made it. You know, they won the election. But increasingly, rather than everybody gathering together, we're not seeing that. We're seeing more of a division. And that's the shadow side of Gemini when there's these sort of separate forces in the country and they can't come together. For the rest of this hour, Mark, and uh, when we come back after the break, I'm going to be asking you about some current events, and I want you to tell us astrologically what you think about them. Next hour, we'll take phone calls, and Mark is willing to do a quick reading about yourself, and we'll need your month, day, and year when you talk to Donna, who's uh, sitting in for Tom tonight. The government shutdown. Do you see that astrologically going on much longer than it has been? Well, 
you know, I come from, I, I was born in Queens, New York, four years after the President of the United States. I know kind of how weird and unusual New York, New York City is, mm-hmm. having lived there the first 25 years of my life. And I, and I was literally born in the same borough that he was born in, not too far away from, from where he lived. So, you know, the whole New York City kind of reality and how people live their lives is so different from the rest of the country <laughs> that uh, all I'm saying is what I see when, when I hear the president talking about, like, this is a national emergency and all these different things, it was, for instance, um, in October. Remember the whole thing about the migrants and, like, oh, my God. That's right. You know, Okay, and then, of course, the election happened, and then we didn't hear about it until, of course, the Democrats needed to take power because they had won in the House. And as soon as that happened, this whole thing got ratcheted up again. So, you know, the president is a kind of master through The Apprentice and being on TV. He has such a skill set. That's why he won against all those other Republicans. They were like bowling pins, and he just knocked them all over. Oh, he did, sure. And he, like, he, he told people the right thing. Well, who didn't know who Donald Trump was? I mean, he had like 100% name recognition. And if you, if you thought about Lindsey Graham at that point, it was like 1%, 3%. Yeah. So, so the thing is, everyone knew who he was. And, of course, the Congress had been at 9% or 13%. And all the scandals, like as an example, I mean, to answer your question partly, when Nixon had to resign and that whole situation, the, I've studied this for 40 to 50 years now, ever since I was almost a little kid, and President Kennedy... You were almost born into this. Right. I mean, the assassination of the president, I was 13, so many other things in the 60s when I was a teenager. The way I look at the presidency, because I've studied this both historically as well as through astrology and metaphysics, is that... The, the, the country is guided by spirituality. Let me put it this way. I want to be really clear to everybody out there. I believe it's kind of a, a Taoist belief, Native American, we might call it pantheistic, but everything is alive. And I do believe that the country is guided through angelic, divine sources. Now, it doesn't mean that they, whatever they may be, teachers, masters, God, whatever you want to call it, spiritual presences, can keep intervening. Remember, uh, President Kennedy, at the end of his inauguration, said, but here on Earth, God's work must truly be our own. Individuals have to take responsibility. We're not here to just listen to, you know, some uh, outside force and do, you know, be automatons. So I believe that what's happening here is this is a vast lesson of, just like Nixon took the, the fall, so to speak, for all the other abuse of all the presidents, we now have the kind of a very authoritarian type individual. Uh, President Trump has Leo rising. He's got a lot of Leo. He's born at a total lunar eclipse. He's got Jupiter, the largest planet, not moving. And there are many other things in his chart where we all know. I mean, he says it. He just communicates it about winning, about things that are big, that things that are huge, because he has almost like a Mount Olympian kind of view of everything, including his own abilities. So he gets very frustrated when, when... People don't get along with him, you know, or don't agree. Or he doesn't get his own way. He doesn't get his own way. And he gets flustered, he gets upset. So this is why the other side says, you know, where's the adult in the room? But, but how long, astrologically, right. can, can this lockup uh, continue? Um, well, what I think is the, the latest thing that they talk about is he declares a national emergency. Oh, God. That, that allows him to open the government, if it does, and bypasses the Congress. I'm not 100% sure they're debating that. 
then he looks like a kind of temporary victor because all the people want to get their money. So it could, you know, it could happen in the next few days. It could happen next week. Yeah, but to put basically put the country under what martial law? No, no. Well, I don't think uh, the national emergency. What I keep hearing, the latest I heard is that he gets the Army Corps of Engineers, or they move around some kind of money thing. That's what's been happening through the Pentagon, and that he doesn't actually necessarily create a wall, but he gets to reopen the government with the potential of, if the courts allow the national emergency to go through X number of weeks or months away, then he either is victorious or not, but he gets to reopen the government, you see, and becomes a temporary savior. Well, it, if it doesn't work, Mark, it could destroy his presidency when it's, he's up for re-election. I agree with you. It's yeah. a big risk, but, you know, as we hear about a year ago, there was the, you know, he's supposed to be the big deal maker. This is the big thing. The, like, art, of, the art of the deal, the right? The deal. So the thing was, a year ago, they had the whole thing with the Dreamers, and they were offering $25 billion. The thing I want to say is, what's, what's absurd in all this is one point something million or five million is a trickle. I mean, in the black budget that everybody knows exists, a secret budget, I mean, there's millions and millions, tens of millions of dollars if we need to use it for whatever. So the whole point of whether we could afford it or not is ridiculous. You know what I mean? I mean, the Democrats could easily just say, fine, let's reopen and here's X number of dollars. I mean, but they just don't want to do it. They don't, they, they, they don't want the border wall. They right. don't and want they the don't border want, wall. They want to maintain the fact that they won the House, they want to do their various investigations in the different uh, committees with impeachment, wherever it's going to go. They want the Mueller report to come out and so on and so forth. But we'll see where all that goes. I mean, it's a, it's a battle. I, I do believe, like I said before, John Roberts and the Supreme Court. Here's the other thing. Gorsuch and, and um, Kav- Kavanaugh, right? He's, they were placed on there through the conservative group, basically to reassure the president and the White House that he would win out pretty much in the Supreme Court. He wouldn't be asked to, you know, have to go to a, a grand jury or subpoena. I think what's going to happen here, I mean, this is, I'm not going to predict it, but I'm, this is my observation. John Roberts and the court have to one time do the Nixon-Clinton thing. I'm not saying it'll be nine to, to zero. It might be seven to two. But that one time Gorsuch and Kavanaugh have to say, well, who are we really allied with? Are we allied with the president or the Supreme Court in the mm-hmm. nation? They have to come up with exactly a different thing one time. I mean, Trump can win on a whole bunch of other things, but I don't think he's going to win on that. And that will be a rude awakening, and that will lead to the whole constitutional thing of where, where we're going to go down the road. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.